You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Dancing Man, a fabulous invalid podcast featuring exclusive behind-the-scenes interviews with the cast and creative team of Bob Fosse's Dancing on Broadway. I'm Rob Russo. I'm Jamie Dumont. And we're your hosts. We're also excited to be co-producers of Dancing on Broadway and thrilled to be back in the Rosevale Cocktail Room at Civilian for another conversation with a member of the company. Yes, and joining us this week is cast member Ron Todorowski. I said that right. You said that right. Great. Dancing marks Ron's 10th Broadway show. And as we'll learn in our interview, he's done all sorts of things in the dance world. He's danced with a number of companies from Twilight Tharp to Complexion's Contemporary Ballet, Cedar Lake Contemporary Ballet, Parsons Dance, a personal favorite of mine, uh, with Mia Michaels. And he's also worked as a choreographer. I love getting to know these dancers and learning how many times I've seen them in other in, in other yeah. contexts, in other yeah. shows, in other dance companies. It's, it's you know, we learned the other day that we saw Jacob as Chino in West Side Story, oh, and I had right. never even made yeah. that connection. <laughs> yeah. And Oh, I'm sure I saw Ron dance with Parsons, because oh. I see them every year, and I have for a long time. <laughs> and knowing the number of times that I saw moving out, I'm sure I saw him at some point in the, in oh, the show. So yeah. it's just another wonderful reminder of how accomplished this mm-hmm. company is, and how varied their careers have been. Yes. And what a joy it is to, to, to get to know that and to talk to them. Yeah, absolutely. So should we get to our conversation with Ron? Let, yeah, I think we should. Welcome to the show, Ron. Thanks for joining us today. Of course. Thanks for having me. Let's see. You're in your second week of performances after opening. How are you feeling today? Today, right now, in this moment, I feel really good. Spring is in the air, finally. (laughs) Finally. And uh, yeah, it really is. Like, so many other cast members agree with me when I say this. Like, it is a day-by-day, show-by-show kind of experience. Like, you can't get ahead of yourself because of the physical nature of the show. So today, I'm going to say today, I feel great. Good. Is that that because it's a marathon? Is that because the show is just... Nonstop. From it the really you- is. Yeah. Like Wayne Salento, our director, said, you know, you have to be present at every moment of the show. You cannot let your guard down because we are just constantly moving. 
if we're not on stage, we are off stage changing furiously, <laughs> vigorously. <laughs> we have a question about that yeah, a little yeah, bit later, yeah, but I'm yeah. curious, have you let your guard down and, and have you found, has something happened when you let your guard down on sure. stage? Sure. It, it happens. Yes. Sometimes it does. And, and that, that, does, that doesn't mean that you can't have fun, you know, and, and have like little moments with people off stage, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah, I think when you are not, particularly with the physical body, you know, mm-hmm. like if it, like the changes, for instance, you know what I mean? If you like are just too relaxed or you too, you know, you're, you're be- sometimes most injuries happen like when you're not dancing, <laughs> you know, when you're like going upstairs or when you're like, you know what I mean? Because you think you can turn off and it, it just happens, you know, in the freakish, in the most freakish accidental ways. I did not know that. Have you ever heard that, Rob? No, that, that's a really interesting insight, yeah. but it makes sense the way yeah. you explain it, that when you're dancing, of course, you're so focused on it. Exactly. And then the second you walk off the stage, you might think, ah, oh, okay, yeah. now I can let my guard down a little bit. And then that's when you trip over the pail yeah, or whatever. Yeah, you can, right? you just can't <laughs> <pail>. let you... <laughs> <laughs> you just can't, um, you know, completely disappear. Right. You know what I mean? You yeah. have to stay like, you know, still, there, there has to be somewhat of focus. And again, you can still have fun. Of course. And, yeah. you know, we're definitely having fun, <laughs> you know, with our, not just a cast, with with our wardrobe. We have the most amazing wardrobe team mm. and our backstage crew. They're just, they're so, so wonderful and nice. Okay. So now we should ask, since we're talking about wardrobe, what is your toughest quick change? My toughest quick change. My goodness, there's so many. (laughs) I think my quick change coming out of here, you come again into joint endeavors is the Mm. fastest. And, uh, my gesture in that moment, Travis is he's, I mean, mean, they're all amazing. You know, like he knows what he's doing. So now we have it down, but like, yeah, that's like, I'm, you know, carrying my shoes because I have to go from stage right to left for my entrance. So like sometimes I'm pushing it and I have to carry my shoes over and put them on at the last minute before I enter upstage left. So I would say that's probably my quickest and hardest. Are you in danger of missing a cue or is there enough time? Oh, wow. Oh yeah, (laughs) definitely. During, um, I don't think we were in previews yet, but I, I, I fully missed my America entrance, which, and I'm the first one to enter. <laughs> um, so Wayne and, and Corinne, our associate director, they, they were like, what happened? I was like, I just peaced out. Again, there you go. Checked out. I told I was like, I thought I had so much more time than I did. <laughs> nope. Not realized in the moment I was not going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, th- that speaks to though, what you've already mentioned, which is how, you know, this is a marathon and there's a whole physical, you know, routine you have to get in, but also a mental routine. Absolutely. I'm wondering if you could share with us a little bit about you as a, as a dancer, as a performer, like what are the things that keep you going in the show? What's your like daily, weekly routine to to keep you alive and and safe and healthy and ready to do the show? I, that is such a great question. I am a huge meditator. Mm. I discovered meditation over 10 years ago and, uh, I got my yoga certification. And through that, um, I actually have hosted a couple group meditations in my uh, apartment here in New York. I'm thinking about starting it back up now that that we're settled into the show. And for me, meditation is so essential uh, to start the day because it's like plugging in your phone. Mm. You know what I mean? It's literally like getting yourself into that centered place where you can be spacious to... Not, it, it just makes you not as reactionary to, to life, which can be really challenging. Especially <laughs> in New York really City. And also really beautiful. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? So it's it's just that that's first and foremost. Yeah. I, I never miss a day. I did yesterday because we got up at an ungodly <laughs> hour. And good morning, America. Yeah. I uh, usually will catch up and do it later in the mm. day. And I, I just didn't have time yesterday. But um, I that's a big, big, big part of my life. And then the physical aspect is really, you know, I'm 45. I'm the oldest cast member. Mm. 
I really feel like it's finding things that keep my body moving, but that aren't um, basically low impact. Mm. Anything that's low impact, you know, like I just joined Equinox and one of the... (laughs) One of the main studios that I'm going to go to that I'm closest is uh, 93rd and Broadway. And 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 uh, the gentleman that checked me in was like, the demographic is like 60s plus. I was like, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I found my perfect. spot. Perfect. Yeah. I was yeah. like, great. I'm going to do like a light stretch class and like, yeah. you know, a Matt Pilates. And, a, you know, so it's 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 doing things that are anything that's not the show. Right. Mm-hmm. We call that cross training. You know, anything that's like not because the show is very high impact yeah. with a very hard stage. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, it's really important. You know, and of course, all the all the things, the acupuncture and mm-hmm. massage and, you know, our cast members are doing all kinds of crazy crap, you know, like uh, like infrared and cryotherapy. I'm learning all about this. We, we've, we've spoken to Maddie about, the, about the infrared. <laughs> uh-huh. And I saw yesterday on Instagram, I think it was Manny, but I could be wrong, was doing the hydration. Repl- oh, it was Jovan doing the hydration yeah, replacement, yeah, whatever, that's, that. whatever that's called. Yeah. yeah. And I thought, oh, my God. God, that is next level. Sure. And necessary, right? Yeah, whatever like, it takes. Whatever right. it takes, yeah. And yeah. everyone has their own preferences, right? Exactly. Their own that they I was do just going to say that earlier. Like everybody yeah. has their own routine, especially mm-hmm. with this show. You just have to. Well, all of you know what is good for your body at mm-hmm. this point, right? I feel like everyone has danced enough in their lives exactly. that they know how to take care of themselves. Absolutely. Speaking of the rigors of the show, <laughs> <laughs> you perform Percussion 4, yes. which is the first big solo moment in the show. One of the few moments that one person is dancing yeah. solo on stage for an extended period of time. I was reading a, an old book about the show, and they mentioned that the original cast members used to jokingly, or maybe not so, call Percussion 4 for the dance of death uh-huh. because it was so hard, right? Right. And right. Famously, you know, done by Charles Ward in the original. Yeah. Um, I wonder if you could just share with us a little bit about how you sort of found your version of Percussion yeah. 4. Oh, absolutely. You know, like when I... F- <laughs> When they first told me that I was going to do it, I was like, are you sure? <laughs> you know, again, and, and I don't want to, I, I want to make sure I verbalize this correctly because I, I, I am very, I have no problem with saying I'm 45, zero. A lot of people, you know, the reaction when I come out of the stage door sometimes is like, how are you doing this? You know, how are you? <laughs> you are you sit? okay? <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, I understand that. And my partner even said that he was like, oh, that's so rude. And I was like, you know what? It doesn't bother me. I get it. But um, I take it as a huge compliment, you know, so to answer, but, but to answer your question, I did, that did come into my, uh, and especially eight times a week, right. you know, I've right. done principal shows, uh, principal roles, um, dance dominant shows, mostly with Twyla Tharp yeah. um, that are, have been incredibly difficult, but, you know, moving out, we were, we ended up being double casted. So I have to do this eight times a week. Right. The reality of that setting, you know, in the beginning I was like, God, can I do this? You know, I, I really didn't want to watch a lot of versions of it. Right. I didn't want to get in my head about it. Like, and I didn't want to compare myself to anybody. I just wanted to take the information and find my version. So to answer your question, my version sort of came from this place of first asking as I enter because the towers are enclosed, right? And I loved that concept when Wayne brought that um, to the table because for me, it's like it, that immediately su- sets it up with, can I still do this? Mm. You know what I mean? And that's literally every show. It's like questioning, you know, like, okay, like I'm, you know, this certain, I'm at this age and this place in my life that most people say like, you know, you should have been retired five, 10 years ago. Mm. You know what I mean? And, and, um, 
So I love setting it up that way. And then, and sort of like this journey and all the pauses that Wayne put in and Corinne uh, put in there, we we collaborated on. And it was like, it gives me an opportunity not only to breathe, but to, <laughs> to sort of, you know, take a beat and be like, you know, mentally like be like, where am I at? No, I got this. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. maybe I can't. Yes, I can. It, it's just, it makes sense as they come out, there's more space and there's more freedom. And then by the end, I'm like, yeah, I effing did it. Yeah. <laughs> so what? There's been a lot of versions over the years. You know, I've worked with a lot of the those brilliant men who have done this. Yeah. Desmond Richardson, Keith Roberts, Tice Diorio. Oh my God, so many. I've worked with mostly all of them. You know, just beautiful dancers, you know, and I just, it, it's just, again, it's another reason why I love doing the show at this age, at this place. And I, I hate that I keep bringing up age, but like, it's reality. It just, it really, and that goes into the wellness aspect of like, just really accepting where you are. And Wayne was really lovely about like letting me do, do me, you know, and adding these virtuosic, mm-hmm. uh, virtuosic um, elements of uh, what I can do right now and what 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 um, looks good on me, yeah. my body physically. Well, it, it's so interesting because I, uh, in preparation for this, I thought, you know what, I should go back and watch Fosse just so I can yeah. see as a reference point, sure. you know, how, how it is now versus how it was then. And obviously that was a version of what was done in 78. Of course. Um, and I, you just mentioned how Wayne and Corinne had, had sort of built in those pauses. Yeah. And I was, I was waiting for, I was expecting them and it, it's different, you know. Yeah. It has a different rhythm to it, a different cadence. And also, it, it's it, there's a bit more of a tease now to the piece, right? Yeah. As an audience member, yeah. know, that's how I experience sure, it. Sure, sure. Where, you know, is he done? Is he not done? Is he done? Is right. he not done? Right? And yeah. with those pauses, it's it, it sort of increases the drama mm-hmm. of, of the of the dance. And, and Wayne was so, and Corinne both were so wonderful about, uh, and I agreed and I was so appreciative of making it more of a, like a monologue, mm. making it more of um, less about like, ta-da, look at all the crazy stuff I can do and more like really making it intentional. Re- you know what I mean? Like really focusing on the why and making it more of a monologue. So yeah, I'm so grateful that they allowed that to happen. What is the most challenging moment in that piece for you? As a dancer. There's just the stamina of it. Like before I go out on stage, I say, you're enough. And I just ask the universe, God, whatever, just to remind me to breathe. <laughs> the biggest one, you know what I mean? Just really like be present and effing breathe. You know what I mean? Like breathe. That's the, is the stamina. Is you the, mean at 45, you still don't remember to breathe. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah, you'd, you'd be surprised. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. you get so caught up in it. You get yeah. so caught up in like, you know, the you know, the feeling or whatever. And yeah, you do hold your breath. It does become a, a, a thing that you kind of have to sort of choreograph. I have to ask, what does it feel like to, there's, there's several moments in the piece where you hit, you know, you yeah. hit a pose yeah. that is so perfectly timed with the music. What does it feel like to, to make those, those, those statements, those hit those poses? Amazing. It feels like, especially because of the percussion element right. of it, there's so much depth to it and the frequency of it. And I think um, the first one might be my favorite, like the very first one. And that's why I do that in my my bow, yeah. my bow pose, the out of the turn. It just, boom, it just like sucks it all in, <laughs> in one moment. And then the silence after that. And then of course the shrug at the end. Yeah. So what? <laughs> well, and you know, in the, in the original, he says, that's all folks. That's all, and right. I used to say that. Mm-hmm. And they were like, try not saying it. 
um, which I was okay with. I'm like, I'm like, oh, that's all, folks. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm good, not not saying it. And it, it actually got a bigger response yeah. from the yeah. audience. So uh, they were like, keep it, it works. Yeah. Um, it's like when you smile at us too, yeah. right? It's because you're very serious for uh, right. for most of it, right. and then you smile at us, and I I feel the audience go, <sighs> yeah, we, we are relieved into it to know that you're actually having fun right, and that you're right. inviting us to have fun with yeah. you, right. not just watch this extraordinary feat of, yeah. of dance. And the finality of like, you know, being like, yes, I can. Yeah. That's the intention behind it is, is, oh, right. Yes, of course I can. Jamie just said the word uh, invite or invitation. And it strikes me, obviously the show begins with an invitation, you know, sure. Manny's monologue. Yeah. And then there's a series of numbers. In my experience of seeing the show, depending on the audience, we were talking a little bit before we started recording about, mm-hmm. you know, every audience is different. Yeah. And, you know, some are more vocal than others. I feel like no matter the audience, when you get to percussion four, the fourth wall is broken yeah. by your performance. So no matter what, no matter how the audience has been up to that point, that is the moment in the show where you're guaranteed, at least as, you know, from my perspective, that the audience gets more vocal, mm. you know, because I think you acknowledge the audience. Yeah. You know, so directly. Yeah, it's so interesting because, um, you know, we were saying this before we started too. Yeah. I, I really, m- maybe more than any show, don't really take in the audience. And yeah. I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. I, I just, I, there's just so much to do <laughs> that I don't want to get distracted by it. And I don't, I don't want to get distracted by, you know, like I was saying, Wayne said, you know, you can't, you can't play the same thing based on the previous audience mm-hmm. Then you're going to, you're going to set yourself up for, for failure, not failure, but disappointment. And, and also like the whole Fosse thing was that, you know, he was, he was always like, do not go to the audience, let them come to you, which is Another reason why I don't really try, I, I try not to take them in a whole lot. For me, it keeps me more present. Well, this is your 10th Broadway show. Yeah. Which is an incredible double digit number mm-hmm. to, uh, to achieve. And beyond Broadway, you've done so much else, you know, in the world of dance, mm-hmm. uh, which we'll get into a little bit. I'm wondering if you could take us back to the beginning yeah. and share yeah. a little bit about when you started dancing and yeah. what your training was. Sure. Well, I, I have, I always have to tell people this. I, I have to. So I'm originally from McDonald, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and my real name is Ronald. <gasps> <laughs> yeah, take it in. Wow. I'm Ronald from McDonald. <laughs> and so I just start that. I have to start yeah. there. And so I grew up in a very small town. My parents are still there. My sister's nearby and my brother-in-law, my nephew. Yeah, I started, um, I saw my next door neighbor practicing something for cheerleading, like, you know, cartwheel or something. And I want to do gymnastics. I was like, I want to do gymnastics. And so I did a six-week program in the summer, and my coach, his mother, had a dance school with an acrobatic program. I was a really skinny child and very hypermobile, very flexible. Mm. And he was like, I think, you know, so I was not, I couldn't do the rings and all the strength stuff. I was, uh, you know, no way. But he was like, he's real, has a lot of facility. You know, he should go, you know, try dance. And they have an acro program. So I, I did that. And then once I started taking ballet, I I got better and better and, and, um, started getting more like winning more competitions. And we did a lot of competitions. And then when I went to New York city, I started taking with different teachers. That's when I really, my eyes really opened to like how much there was to learn and how much, um, that, that really was what made me want to dance, uh, taking from various teachers and just being like, wow, it's endless. I still feel that way. You know what I mean? Like the journey artistically is just, 
it's never ending. You know, the growth is is open. And so I got my first job in uh, Cats in Germany. I had three years of German in high school. So I, okay. I went and did the Hamburg production of Cats, which was like an amazing first job because I'd never been to Europe, A. And B, I got to work with artists from all over the world, yeah. you know, and go see. Which other. cat were you? I was a swing. And oh, wow. I'm so you were all the cats. glad <laughs> I was a swing. I say this all the time. I'm so glad that was my first job was it was being a swing because it's the hardest job yeah. in the business and I can you can always tell when an actor hasn't been a swing <laughs> because they just don't know they yeah. just don't know how hard it is you know and um I think it just set me up for I'm so compassionate to mm. to and our understudies and in, in dance and are extraordinary I could go on and on about them and then I went to New York City and um auditioned for uh Mia Michaels company and got into that company and and then I got I made my Broadway debut in Footloose as a vacation swing so the the company was um so I was kind of doing that at the same time when I moved to New York Footloose here and there and the company because it was still new and yeah and then from that that point forward I was just like I'm hooked of, of, of doing both you know yeah. like I'm just gonna like audition and go where my heart is telling me to go, you know, and that's sort of been my career sort of like, okay, I want to do a show. Okay. No, it's time to like get <laughs> serious and dance. Not that theater isn't serious, but like, you know, it's it, it, being in a company is a very different yeah. schedule and kind of, it's just different, you know, yeah. doing rep of different uh, choreographers and this and that. And then as opposed to doing the same show eight times a week, that's sort of been my back and forth. Yeah. Well, several Since people we've talked to have, have alluded to how this industry can put people in boxes yeah. very easily. Oh, yeah. Right? And is it is it common or uncommon? I think it's more uncommon for someone like you to straddle both worlds so yeah, successfully. I think it's becoming more and more mm. uncommon. Thank goodness. <laughs> because, and, I, I, and I'm so grateful. I t actually teach for a dance convention called mm -hmm. Nouveau that's um, just amazing. I love that job because I get to tell kids, you know, like explain to them what my career has been and, and that you can do both. Right. You know what I mean? You don't have to, you just got to listen to where your heart's telling you to go and be open and willing to do it all. I wanted to do commercial dance too. I mean, I worked, I did a couple, I did the video music awards and, you know, like dance for Neo and, you know, <laughs> like I wanted to be on tour with Janet Jackson, didn't do that, but you know, like I wanted to do it all, right. you know? And, and so I love that I get to say that to kids now be like, do it all. Resist the box. Exactly. Resist yeah. the box. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's great to have one direction. Of sure. course, you know, if that's you, great. I know a lot of artists like that, right. but it's also okay to be, you know, keep it open. Well, you shared on Instagram the other day that you had broken both of your legs yeah. when you were four, 14 or 15. Oh, no, it was 94, 95. And yeah. there was a four and a five in there. Yeah. Can you share the story of, of how of that happened? And, and obviously for someone, if you see you on stage, you'd say, or you look at the yeah. career you've had, you'd be like, how did he break both of his legs? Yeah. You know, and still be able to do all the things that you're doing. It ended up being the biggest blessing in my life because mm. I, so I, I, the first time it happened, I had, we just want to, this is the total truth. We just want a dodgeball game. So I went downstairs in the locker room and jumped up to grab a pipe and I missed it. <gasps> and I fell on a concrete floor, like like in just a messed up position. And I fractured my tibia, fibula and growth plate at the same time. They took me to a local hospital and thank goodness my dance teacher, my ballet teacher, who's not with us anymore, Miss Marie, uh, went into that local hospital and said, you are not touching that kid's leg. <laughs> Do not... And, and somehow got me into um, 
Dr. Fu, who's also no longer with us, who worked on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, and wow. I, his associate, Dr. Christopher Harner, did my surgery. And um, so, so that was the first break. And then I went back way too soon because I was young and thought I was invincible. And my because I had been compensating, didn't know what that was at the time, my left knee got really weak. And so it was dislocating a lot. So I had to get patellar realignment. He was like, listen, you're really young. Just do it now. Just Let's just bolt that in place. And so they did patellar realignment, which is when they move your tibia, I believe, down and over, and they basically like screw it in, you know, and then you do therapy to keep the the knee stabilized. And then I went back way too soon again, didn't learn my lesson, third time's a charm. (laughs) And I went to an audition in Vegas just because I was there, whatever, and I did a tumbling pass and on the takeoff because it wasn't healed, I fractured it and landed on one leg like Carrie Strug in the Olympics. And they took me away and I had broken it. And I, that was the final straw. I remember having a conversation with a friend and just being like, maybe, and I said this in the post, maybe I'm just not meant to do this. And, and then I, I quickly realized, no, you just have to listen. You have to listen to your body. You have to take care of your body. That's why I say it was the biggest blessing. It, right. was, it was because I just learned from a really young age, like how, um, how fragile the body is, but also how strong it is and how it can heal if you take care of it. I'm a big believer too, that the universe sometimes... Yeah. Does these things so that it helps you, right? In the moment, breaking your leg twice, it, yeah. you know, those injuries in such a short period of time is devastating, right? And yeah. you think you're never going to work again. And then what you realize when you're a little older and you look back on it and you think, oh, these, this is actually the thing that prepared me for the rest of my life. 100%. In a, in a, in a kind of terrible and wonderful way. Absolutely. 100%. I, I injured one more quick injury story. Yeah. I injured my lower back pretty badly in Wicked on Broadway. And I had a real come to, I had not injured myself that badly since my legs. And I was in my mid-30s at the time, I think, early to mid-30s. And I really was devastated. I mean, I could not get off the couch. I was like, this might be it. To your point, what ended up being like so amazing was it was such a dark time, but uh, you know, if you can transcend that and use, you know, like, which, which I, I'm, I'm again, so grateful for my spiritual practice. I was able to do that. I got my yoga certification at that time in the middle of my medical leave. And I started like, you know, asking myself those really important questions, you know, cause this is going to end. What do you, what else are you if you're not a dancer? And, and I discovered that I'm so much more, you know, I love to cook. I'm not going to start a career in it, but I started, um, I emailed a bunch of dancers. I ended up, I still can't believe this happened. Got like 25 of the most incredible dancers in a room to like, just work on material to see if I like to choreograph. Mm. Turns out I do. It can feel so, so dark. And so that all those challenges in the moment are so heavy and deep in the time, but they really are opportunities for growth and expansion. Have you always been a spiritual person or did that come as a result of the things that happened to you, the accidents, the injuries? I think I have always had a curiosity about it. The med- I was always into yoga, but then the meditation came when I was talking to a friend of mine who had read an article that, you know, scientifically proven like all these things, you know, I'm not going to go into it because I can go into it forever, but, um, with brain health and heart health and, and just, you know, keeping your body in homeostasis, it's endless how many health benefits there are to meditations. I was like, I'm going to try it. Like, it's that good for you. (laughs) And I just, I just noticed a difference immediately Mm -hmm. in my, I didn't realize how anxious I was, how much of an, how much anxiety I had. I had no idea. And and that's what meditation does. It get, it helped you practice. You're constantly practicing 
what you're thinking. We are completely unaware of 90% of our thoughts throughout our day. And that's really scary. And why, again, I'm not going to go on a tangent, but why humanity is is so dysfunctional um, because we're mind dominant. Our minds are in control. You know what I mean? And it should be the other way around. And so um, I just noticed benefits of it immediately. And that, that just kept me. Um, but yeah, the injuries, um, no, I think those were kind of like separate, I would say. You were always a spiritual person. Kind of. You were always headed down that path. I think so. Yeah. 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 Curious. I was always curious. Well, speaking of the universe just sort of, you know, (laughs) aligning and things working out, you're now a principal member of the cast of Danson. Can you share with us how you came to this project and what that audition process was like? I would love to. So it was in the, we were in the middle of the pandemic in 2020. I I remember the moment exactly. As I said, I love to cook. I'm cooking. I think I had my dog (laughs) in my hand or whatever. And I'm just like, you know cooking up a storm. That was like my day. It was just like, what are we having for dinner? And my agent called and was like, would you be interested in dancing? Dancing is coming back. And I was like, sure, of course I am. But honestly, in my mind, it was like never going to happen. Like, you know, in that moment, it was like the world was ending. You know what I mean? It was like, we don't even know (laughs) if our business is coming back, let alone the entertainment industry was completely unknown as was everything else. So That was the first time I heard of it. And then Wayne uh, wanted some dancers to uh, just kind of like, he wanted some bodies to like, you know, just put up some of the the work and some of the movement. So they asked me and a few, um, I think there were 10 of us to come in. That was like a year and a half ago. But honestly, it still always was, it was always in the back of my head, like, this isn't going to happen. It's too good to be true. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, cause that, that does, that does enter our conscious a lot. Right. You're right. just like, uh, you know, and I don't even want to think about it. Cause I don't want to get just, I don't want to get my hopes up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there's no guarantee that I'm going to be in the show, even though I'm like, you know, so, um, it was just like, you know, just trying to stay present. So that happened and then the workshop happened and yeah, we, we had the whole audition process, which I went in four times for it. I mean, they really were as they, should have been very thorough with making sure everybody was the right fit and can do things for the, you know, the asks of the show. So clearly when the second you heard dancing, you knew exactly what it was. Oh yeah. What what was your relationship to, to sort of the show and to Bob Fosse? Like, yeah. So I, you know, honestly, I didn't really have a lot of knowledge of Bob Fosse at the moment. You know, yeah. at that time, I knew a lot of dancers that I'd worked with who did Fosse. And I knew Wayne was, you know, his experience with it. But yeah, I didn't really know much about him. I actually love that I didn't. Yeah. I love that I came in, like, kind of green because... It, um, I just dove in like head first, like from day one, as soon as I started learning the material, I was like, where have I been? Like, how have I missed out on this? I don't use the word genius like ever. <laughs> like really, I think it's very overly used in, yes. in the art- artistic world. Bob Fosse was a genius. He was an absolute genius. <laughs> Jerome Robbins was a genius. You know, like when I was learning it that first week, I was just like, oh, I get it now. Why why dancers that I've, I've known that have done the work, like, you know, speak so highly of it yeah. and, and are so hold on to it so dearly, you know? Did you have a specific aha moment when you realized, oh, this is the work of a genius. This is this is, I'm getting to do something very special. Was there a moment or was it just? It was when I was first, and not not a particular moment, but I think it was just 
the variety, the versatility. Mm. I think that's what really did it. Like that, I, again, that, that first week of learning the material when, when Wayne was just, um, you know, looking at it on bodies, like, you know, in different bodies, I think that was like that first, I would say like few days, I was just like, th this is just, it's just so special. It, it's just extraordinary. It's so, there's so much texture. There's so much variety. Given all the, other experiences you've had with mm -hmm. other choreographers and other styles. Do you, did you realize once you sort of got into the world of Bob Fosse, how he had influenced other work that you'd already done? Oh, that's a great or question. Is this, or is this yeah. totally oh, different? Oh, sure. From I never thought about it. No, yeah. I never thought. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Yes. I never thought about it. And, and, and that continues. I continue to discover that, you yeah. know what I mean? And realize that, you know, like um, not just artists that I've worked with, but like, you know, Beyonce, you know, <laughs> Michael Jackson, like, oh, I mean, yeah. it's endless. Yeah, you know what I mean? Everywhere. Like you it's see, everywhere. yeah. And that's why I think it's so great for this new generation to see this show mm -hmm. because they'll see like, you know, single ladies in there, <laughs> but you know, it's straight <laughs> up in there. Well, I think from scanning everyone's bios, I think you might be the person who's the most seasoned at doing a dance show on Broadway. As you yeah. mentioned earlier, you've done several with Twyla Tharp. Right, right. How does the experience of doing dance and differ or is similar to doing moving out or yeah, yeah. Know, come fly away or, you know, any sure. of the other ones you've done. Dylise and I did moving out actually. Okay. Yeah. Um, we never got to, we didn't get to go on a whole lot together cause she came on tour. Dancing is unique because we are being asked to speak and sing and, you know, Twyla is all about the, you know, the, the choreography is the dialogue. Still a tall order, still a huge challenge in its own way. With dancing, you're just, you're constantly switching gears. You know, really like going from like sing, sing, sing to like, here you come again, where you just gotta like really, and, and that, here you come in used to be much more of like a scene in San Diego, you know, now it's like a real act, which is so much fun, but it's a totally different energy. You know what I mean? You're, I mean, that's just one example. Big city mime is like constantly, it, that's just like a stick shift. You're, you know, you're going from uh, Pippin to the Frug to Snake in the Grass to, you know, it's, they're all different, you know, and Wayne is constantly and Corinne are constantly reminding us that it's like we, you have to come in as a different person, even though they're so short and they're so small, you have to switch those gears, you know. So I think that makes dancing uniquely a wonderful challenge. It's interesting because, you know, we've spoken to a few other members of the company so mm -hmm. far. And the one thing we hear over and over again, and you just said it, you're asked to be yourself, and then you're asked to be 20 other characters, right. but always to be yourself. Right. So it it has to be a real challenge to be able to balance those two things where mm. you're bringing yourself to every movement. And, and, and part of the reason you were cast was who you are as a person, right. in addition to your talent as a dancer. Yeah. But then you have to play these different characters. So it's sort of a, like my sister, my mother, my sister, my mother, you know, like, <laughs> that kind of thing where you're right. like, who am I right now? Right, right, and right. And that sounds as challenging as some of the steps that you have to do. Definitely. I, again, I'm, I wasn't going to, but I got to bring age into it. It's, it's easier when you're older. I yeah. think. And, Do you and, know what I mean? Because oh, you just, oh yeah. it's just, and I'm so, I wouldn't have it any other way. I'm so glad I'm doing this now. I constantly say I'm 55 turning 56. <laughs> and, and I think, it's great because we do live in a in a yeah. world where age is an issue. Yeah, you're and right. And you are out there every single day of your life on stage and and in your private life proving that it is just a number, yeah. right? It's yeah. a number no, that you're means, totally right. And it's a number that means something, right? right Things are right. harder. It's, it's worth it's, saying out loud. But with 
But with age comes a certain knowledge of things that you didn't know when you were 20. And it gives you a freedom. In in the limitations, it gives you a freedom. I think that's something that people don't, you don't know until you're there. Yeah, exactly. And you're letting go of things. You know what I mean? Like, like, um, I think it was Peter and I were having that conversation the other day of like, you know, like when we were younger, like we would have agonized over like (laughs) falling out of a pirouette or like, you know, and it's still hard sometimes, you know, I mean, there, there are body limitations that I'm working with for sure. And I have to, I have to remind myself, like, just let go. Like you can't physically do certain things that you, the same way that you could do 10 years ago. And that's okay. You know, like be where you are, you know, like be where you are right now and be, and, and, be okay with it. Well, something I've picked up on, and I hope you know this, mm. uh, in just sort of viewing the social media universe of all of your castmates, is how much love and respect people have for you within oh, the from, company. Oh, thank you. That's within so not company. where I thought you were yeah, going with no, that. Thank no, you. I mean, for each other, of course. Yeah. But there, there's sort of like a reference doesn't feel like the right word, but I hope you know what I mean when I say reference. Yeah, you know, yeah. that there's a I people, appreciate I think, that. Yeah. really appreciate what you bring to the company. Yeah you know, age aside, just your experience. Yeah. Whether you're, no matter your age, right? Yeah. That, that I would imagine, and I think I'm right, that, (laughs) that your presence is very inspiring for your castmates. Well, thank you. I I appreciate that. Take you as an example of, you know, someone who, to emulate, right? In terms of the way that you've had a built your career and then also the way you conduct yourself as a professional. I was just going to say that um, Finding Neverland was the first show where I was significantly the oldest (laughs) in the ensemble, in the dance ensemble. And that moment was really great because that was was a moment that I realized what a responsibility that is. Mm, You have to be a leader. Yeah. yeah. And and being a leader isn't necessarily, it's it's not using words, Mm -hmm. right? It's, It's what you just said. It's presence. That cast we're all still incredibly close. That was just a very special group of people. We're all very close. And I just hung out with uh, a friend of my MFFL the other day. <laughs> and uh, we were just talking about, and sh- she said, you know, you like just seeing you meditate, like at the end of the show, or like just seeing how you would conduct yourself, you know, was the best teacher. Well, to, to end on somewhat of a fun note, do you have a favorite moment in the show, whether it's something you do yeah, or someone else does? I do. Dancing Man. Hands down favorite moment of the show. <laughs> it's a dancer's prayer and that, mm. that ties into my spiritual life. It's, I mean, the first line, I could cry thinking about it. Like the first line, it's taken me a lot. <laughs> EO Alfonso and I laugh about this because she, she, uh, she couldn't even sing on opening night. I want to be a dancing man while I can. I mean, just that opening line and the fact that we look up and we say that out to the audience is that's my favorite moment of the show. And we all and we're all saying it. Yeah, we're all on stage saying it. And it means something different to all of you. Exactly. It's such a beautiful message, you know, and um, and beautifully choreographed. I think it's just structurally perfect. That number. He nailed it. How about a favorite step? You know, people always ask that. That's a really hard question. Yeah. Because there's five million of them. <laughs> I don't know. I can't answer that. A favorite yeah. step. Yeah. Everyone always asks that favorite move. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. All of them. <laughs> All of them. Yeah. yeah. I really could not answer that. I, yeah. I, I've, yeah. I've been asked that so many times. I really can't answer that. Well, good. I, I respect know. that rather than give us a false answer. Uh, yeah, yeah. I can't. Just, no. I can't. Otherwise, it'd be BS. <laughs> yeah. I really don't 100%. know. Yeah. yeah. Favorites are hard, too. I personally, as Jamie knows, I don't like picking favorites. Uh-huh. Uh, he's very, he's the master of the, the ranked list. I wrote that question. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's not a bad question. It's just, it's, 
it's a hard question to answer yeah. oh, for yeah. me. When I met Rob, like without, we didn't even know each other. And within an hour, <laughs> I was like, I need your top 10 Broadway overtures now. <laughs> it's very hard, very yeah. hard to do. And yet I got them yeah. quite you quickly. Did. Yes. In a Spotify playlist, which yeah. I didn't yeah. even know what Spotify, yeah. again, cause I'm oh, an I old lady. Those. I had no idea what Spotify, <laughs> I had to like look it up and I'm like, oh, fuck, I got to download something. But anyway, thank you so much. This thank is you. That was so much fun. Treat. That thank was you. really fun. You guys are awesome. <laughs> thank you. A dancing man, a dancing man, a dancing man with footsteps on the Bob Fosse's Dancing is now on Broadway at the Music Box Theater. For tickets and more information, visit dancinbway.com. Dancing Man, a Fabulous Invalid podcast, is a production of O&M Etc. and the Fabulous Invalid LLC, and a proud member of the Broadway Podcast Network. Special thanks to Civilian for hosting us, and to our audio engineer, Kyle Moore. If you liked this episode, we've got over 100 episodes of the Fabulous Invalid podcast that you can check out, including a two-parter on the life, work, and legacy of Bob Fosse and Gwen Verdon. You can find us online at thefabulousinvalid.com and on social media at fabulousinvalid and on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.